On Fox today, we're talking NBA and the Orlando Magic in particular. Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel is the beat writer, has been for years the expert. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Joshua B. Robbins. 16,000 followers and counting. He joins us now. Josh, Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks for your time, buddy. Hey, anytime for you, Paul. Anytime. And, uh, you're the best. You're, you're really the expert. No, no, no. Jo Josh, be an expert on this. You've covered the Magic before Scott Skiles, and now we're about at the mid-season point here. They'll be heading to London uh, next week. It's a good time to assess where the Magic are headed. What do you make of the first half of the season right now as Orlando sits at 19 wins, really at the midway point here at 19 and 17? Well, they were looking very, very good until suddenly they were not. And this four-game losing streak that they're going to carry into their game into Brooklyn on Friday night, troublesome. Very troublesome, not because they are losing, but because of the way they are losing. It's like the defense, it's like two different teams, really. The defense, which had been so strong early in the year, isn't strong anymore. And that's a real cause for concern, I think. Yeah, you know, Josh, last year they had nine streaks of four losses or more. Is this an aberration, this first four-game losing skid of the season? They aren't scoring and did not score the other night in their setback to the Pacers when they fell 95-86. I wish I, I wish I knew whether it, it's an aberration or not, because if I did, I would, I would write back. Uh, to, to some extent, certainly – the Cavs have their number. The Cavs are a much better team, a much more talented team. Uh, and the Wizards have their number. But other than that, I, you know, I don't know whether it is or isn't an aberration. On one hand, I, I know that Alfred Payton's injury has, has hurt them, uh, especially defensively and then against the Pacers on offense. And I think that this is a team that might be just generally mentally fatigued because for the previous three years, the young players weren't weren't asked to do half as much of what they're doing now. They're actually being held to an NBA-level standard now. And I think that with the increased expectations from the coach and the coaching staff, uh, that there's a, a level of mental fatigue that has set in and could be taking its toll. Now it's up to the players to play like pros, and, and they have to step it back up to where they were playing before. Yeah, that, that's, a great, that's a great point that you asked. They're practicing now, and they're practicing with intensity. They didn't before, uh, and Scott Skiles was saying that they look perhaps like they are worn. Next week, they'll play just one game. That is in London, however, uh, against Toronto. Let's talk about some specific players, if we could. Uh, the point guard situation with Alfred Payton sidelined by a uh, sore left ankle, sprained left ankle. Uh, Victor Oladipo has been required to play the one this is his third season. Where is he in his development? He had been coming off the bench for 20 straight games. Scott had asked him to. Where is he now as he tries to fill in at the one? Where is his game? Well, he's still not a one, and he probably never will be, which is fine. I mean, some players are, you know, some, some players are not one, some are not two. Uh, so, but his main, he, I, I think he's the MVP of the team. I think he's the MVP of the whole team. Why? Uh, because he is, he is by far the best defensive player. His energy from game to game is one thing that they can count on. He has the highest consistent energy level of any player on that team. Now, offensively, 
uh, his play has been a concern. No question about it. He's not driving to the hoop very much, which I think is part of a partly a result of this system that has been installed by the coaches. But he's not. He has not shot the ball well this season. He does not finish well. But most concerning of all is that he doesn't draw fouls, and that's something that probably does not improve with time. Either you do it or you don't. And if you're going to be a, a high level shooting guard in the NBA, you need to draw a lot of fouls, and, and he doesn't do that, but that at the same time should not obscure the fact that he is playing superior perimeter defense. Uh, Josh Robbins with us at the Orlando Sentinel. The number two guard then is Evan Fournier at the moment. The Magic don't get to the line. How about Fournier? They say he can defend. His game is improving. We are at midseason, so give me the uh, Josh Robbins observation on your starting two. Up and down. He's up and down. He started the season just fabulously when he was playing at the three. And for, for whatever reason, when he's been at the two, things haven't quite clicked. And I think, I suspect, the reason is that he knows Victor is going to be coming in. And he understands it's human nature. He's probably more apt to force some shots that he wouldn't normally force. He might be less relaxed than he normally is. Uh, so that's... You know, all understandable, but yet this is has affected his play for parts of the season. And you know, when he's been good, he's been superb. And when he's been bad, he's been certainly below average. And so he needs to be more consistent. But you can see all the qualities of his game that are good qualities. He can handle the ball. He defends well. He's tough. He's physically tough. Mentally tough. Uh, but he has to get more consistent. The Magic are going back to New York to play Brooklyn, and it's uh, Washington back home, and then the trip to London. Uh, Tobias Harris, a New York native here, uh, his, his scoring is down. He looks to be as fatigued as anyone on this team. He was 3-12 against the Indiana Pacers in a narrow setback. If he hits a couple of more shots, they win. Tobias Harris signing the big deal, of course, getting paid in the summer. Uh, have they realized out of him what they were expecting? That's a fascinating question. I don't have a clear answer. You know, when you, when you hear the word $16 million per year, you expect, you know, regular people who, who don't earn that kind of money expect a superstar, right? Well, Tobias isn't a superstar, but he's been a better team player than he's ever been. Uh, so he's been solid but unspectacular. Uh, so are they are the Magic receiving for what they are Spending uh, a, prop, uh, a, a proper level of play, great question. Uh, you know, they need much more out of Tobias in terms of scoring, and yet at the same time, I'm complimenting him for being a better team player. So uh, on one hand, I'm asking two different things from him. I, I, I'm saying you know, he needs to be a better scorer, and yet I'm also complimenting him on being a better overall team player. Uh, I, they do need more from him. It's that simple. But he has been solid. I, so I'm not going to say that he's been a bust. Far from it. He's been solid, but he has not been spectacular. We were picking up some of the sounds in the background, like scoreboards moving. And jo Josh is at the airport. He's always at the airport, getting ready to join uh, the Magic in New York. Let me ask you about big Nick Vucevic. What a week uh, he has had and having to deal with... Uh, 
Drummond in Detroit. He had to deal with Mahimi of Indiana. It's on to Brooklyn and Lopez. Then Gortat, who plays him very well. So his work's cut out for him. Uh, Nick is the cornerstone, it appears, of this basketball team. When he is scoring the ball and rebounding, Orlando is very competitive. Uh, where is he, Josh, now at midseason? Most, more up than down, but still inconsistent. And offensively, he's a superb center. Uh, if only Dwight had, Howard had had Vucevic's skill. Uh, Good point. Dwight Howard would have been one, one of the all-time greats. Uh, the problem is, is that Vuce doesn't ha- is not a a uh, as well. He's not a very he doesn't have the athleticism to be a dominant defender. So he always has to be in the right place at the right time. He always needs to anticipate things well. And lately, I you know, I think he's been a little bit step slow in some of his help. And uh, this this defensive system, for the most part, this season has been very successful. And yet they're doing it without a shot blocker. Uh, and he's been so the in a you know, in a more concise way, offensively he's been very good, although he doesn't draw fouls. Defensively, he's been a he's been I'd say probably average in terms of uh, within the system, but he's never going to be a defensive force, and that is a problem. If I give you a couple of names, just pick one out, time permitting here. Uh, Channing Fry, Jason Smith off the bench, Andrew Nicholson, Aaron Gordon. Uh, most impressive to this point this year. Well, the, the most improved by far is Nicholson. By far. I mean, last year it looked like he might be not even an NBA player, and now yeah. he is a solid rotation player who's getting rebounds in traffic, he's hitting threes. Uh, in no single area has Styles and his coaching staff done a better job in terms of resurrecting Nicholson's career. Um, to a, a, a similar extent, Fry, but not to the, the same extent. Jason Smith has been a very big surprise in terms of how well he has played. He's been a huge energy player for them. And Aaron Gordon has its been a lot like his rookie year. He's shown glimpses of, of potential excellence, but inconsistent. I think uh, in time he can become a better shooter, a better ball handler. Right now, that's, neither of those are his strengths. And the more he focuses on defense, on rebounding, on tip-ins, on uh, setting screens, cutting cards, I think running the break, I think then he can really make a, an even greater difference than he is now. Let's focus on the Southeast Division. You know, in the NBA, they say, who are you going to beat? In your division, no matter how good you are, it's all relative to the competition. Atlanta went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami is playing better with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh uh, back there as well. Look at Washington, which won the division a year ago. And the talent that they have in Gortat, even without Bradley Beal, uh, John Wall. We've already seen them three times this year. Still looking for a, a first win is Orlando over Washington. So, And then you throw in uh, Cliff. And uh, Charlotte playing without Al Jefferson. Where is Orlando at midseason in its own Southeast Division? And if you were a betting man, is this a playoff contending team on the 1st of April? No, I, I think they will slip. Uh, I think they're going to slip uh, and probably be the, the ninth or 10th team there. The question is, how close are they to eighth? And I think they'll probably be several games 
out at that stage. Um, maybe I'm wrong. In terms of the Southeast Division, yeah, they, they simply don't match up well against the Wizards. Uh, and they have problems against the Heat, and they have had fewer problems, but still problems against the Hawks. They match up very well against the Hornets. Um, uh, the toughest parts of their schedule are yet, the magic schedule are yet to come. Uh, certainly March, uh, April, all tough. And if they don't arrest this slide, this defensive slide, then they'll have no chance to make the playoffs. So they've got to get their defensive house in order and quickly and keep it there for them to have a chance. If they can play the defense they had played up through um, the Portland game on December 18th, then, yes, then I do see them contending for a playoff spot. But the way they're playing now, I don't see it. Yeah, Portland only scored 94 points that night. Orlando won. I'm counting one, two, three. There have only been four other teams since then in a dozen games that have scored under 100. Okay, this is going to be a little bit out of the box here for you to conclude things with. Uh, Joey Crawford, the dean of NBA officials, is announced that he will retire. This will be his last year if he can get back on the court. He had knee surgery in November. 39 seasons in the league, was here every year since 77. What will you miss in Joey Crawford? And if I say number 17 to you with that whistle in hand and all that personality, what comes immediately to mind? Well, I've seen him off the court. Um, and uh, just, I think I stayed uh, at the same hotel as he uh, on one occasion in Oklahoma City, and he and I were checking out at the same time. He was a wonderfully polite person uh, to the people who were working in the hotel, and so I think that um, that says, well, that's basic human decency, right? Right. Uh, and that should uh, command anyone's respect. And he didn't know a repeat. He doesn't recognize me, Madison. You know, he wasn't putting on any sort of show for, for a reporter. So, um you know, that's impressive. Now, in terms of his, the way he runs the game, um, you know, I think his best days as a rep are behind him, I'm sorry to say. Uh, but, but that doesn't – but what I'm trying to say, he's a good human being. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great place. Their, yeah. That's how you want to be remembered. Certainly. We, we've had a, a lot of games, a lot of evenings uh, in the NBA with Joey and, and had an opportunity like you to visit with him off the court. Well, Josh, following seasons of 20 wins – 23 wins and 25 a year ago. We're still very optimistic here that there are some good times ahead. I think they are at uh, 19 and 17. Are you going to get an aisle seat to London? Are you going over there? Do you have an aisle seat to New York now? Or are you packed in the back of uh, I, still another jet headed north? Well, on the way to New York, I'm going to be in seat 12A. <laughs> I'm more of a window guy. Are you? I'm not an, I'm not an aisle guy. I'm, I'm sure I hate the middle seat. And, but, uh, you know, I prefer the window. And uh, that, that's my plan. Certainly that's what's going to happen on the way to New York, and I hope that's the case on the way to London. You know, London's calling. Josh, we thank you for your time, my friend. Happy New Year to you. Uh, you can be followed, of course, on Twitter at, at Joshua B. Robbins. Always a pleasure. You're the best, Paul.